My entitled cousin demands more money for his startup business, claiming that the $12,000 my father was giving him was not enough money and that he needed more money in order to get things going. And I've never been more blown away by this level of entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So I'll begin by saying that I come from a very well-known West African country and I come from one of the three major ethnic groups in my country. My country has a lot of oil and my father is an engineer and worked for a very big oil company here before he retired a few years ago. He's the second of three children, and due to his job, salary, and position within the company, he became the entire family's breadwinner. His eldest brother had seven children with his wife, and his younger brother had two children with his late wife, and my father trained each and every one of them. He sent them all to school through their nursery to primary and secondary schools, and when they all graduated from high school, he gave each of them the option of either going to a higher institution or helping them start up a business of their own. Every Christmas, we would travel to the village and he would buy multiple 50 kilogram bags of rice, bags of beans, tons of groceries, specially dried fishes, and so much more and he would distribute this to the entire family. He catered for their siblings, cousins, old friends in the village as well as their respective families so much and it sometimes offended my mother because while he took excellent care of us and she was never against him helping out his siblings, she felt he was making them overly dependent on him. He opened a thriving business for his elder brother's wife and stocked up her business with all the necessary wares. And he did the same for his younger brother, but anytime they had a problem of some kind, they choose to call him instead of solving even the most basic of problems by themselves. Now, this is all preamble to show you that he really cared for his family. Now, this all involves my father's elder brother's wife, who we will call Rita, as well as her eldest son by the name of Chris. Chris and Rita are not their real names. Rita is a woman in her 50s and Chris is in his mid-30s. When Chris was born, his mother despised him because given our tradition and culture, she felt like his pregnancy forced her into a marriage that she did not want, so she took out her frustration on him. When he was 11, my mother was a newlywed, and on one of her trips accompanying my dad to the village, she saw firsthand how awful Rita was being towards her son, which is pretty common here under the guise of discipline. And out of fear of his safety, my parents asked his father to let them take Chris with them back to the city so they could, in a sense, foster him as their own and remove him from that awful environment. I was barely a year old at this point. Chris lived with us for roughly 18 years. He got a good education, and when it was time to go to the university, he had a lot of problems gaining admission. In my country, all the universities, both state and federal, are under an organization, and everyone takes an annual national exam based on your intended course of study, and those who do the best are admitted into their institution of choice. He had taken this exam for about six years, and each time he had fallen short and wasn't given admission to a school. So my dad gave him the option to continue trying or to put it on hold and learn a good trade for about a year and then after that he would open up a business for him and then maybe he could try getting into the university later on if he still wanted to. He chose the latter option and he was sent off to another city to stay with a family friend who taught him all he needed to know about the given business for free and after a year he returned back home. My father gave him what is equivalent to about $12,000 to begin a business. Over here $12,000 is a very big chunk of money especially with a low cost of living compared to our Western counterparts. And also, especially with how lax our tax laws are here. My dad offered him a check for that amount and he refused it, saying how small the money was. My dad had already found a really good space for him to run his business and had paid and rented it out for the next two years as well as paid for the water and electricity bills. The $12,000 was an initial capital for him to stock up his wares without having to worry about rent or any critical expenses for at least two years. All he had 
had to do was simply make sales and bring in profit so that after two years, he could afford to take on the expenses on his own business because he probably would have quite a bit of money in that time. And even if he did have difficulties, knowing my dad, he would have jumped in to help right away. However, Chris rejected the money, saying how small it was, and he was expecting at least $17,000. That although the space my dad had rented for him was in a prime location, he stated that it was too small for him and that he had found a much bigger space a few blocks away and he expected my dad to pay for that as well. He said he had big ideas and didn't want my dad to repress his ideas so he needed the appropriate support. My mother just about lost her head hearing this and chastised him about how ungrateful he was being. She asked him how many people were willing to do the things my dad had done for him. She asked him why he couldn't use this fund as an initial capital and begin his business and strive to make it successful so that he can afford to move into that bigger space after the two years lease was up. Well, he got upset and called his mother, with whom relations had improved significantly over the years, and she ended up tearing my dad a new one. She screamed in our native tongue about how after the stress he must have been under by not getting into the university, the least my father could do is make sure that this dream of his is fully nurtured. She claimed that my father was being stingy towards Chris, saying that he has all this money, demanding that he do exactly what Chris is saying. She also implied that if he passed away tomorrow, would he then bury himself with his money, while also saying that he's not being a good example as an uncle. Now, my father did not respond and promptly ended the call. Later on, Chris's dad called him, and I don't know what was said, but after that, he came and picked up the check where he had previously dropped it, and muttered a half-hearted thank you before leaving. My dad also received a call from his brother, apologizing for his behavior. Fast forward two years, and this was now 2016. I was 18 or 19 years old, and my immediate younger sister was now in secondary school, and my other siblings were in primary school, so the financial burden on my father was quite a lot during this time. So he called Chris and had a talk with him. This was sometime in October, and my dad said that since Chris's business was going so well, that perhaps it was time for him to move out from our home, maybe by the new year, so that the financial constraints could be alleviated just for a little bit. Now, mind you, Chris had lived with us for 18 years, since I barely was a year old, and when I was just a kid, he was 11 or 12 years old when he came into the house. And now, I was 18 to 19 years old, and he was just about 30 years old at this point. He never paid rent for one day or paid for utilities. My dad was always the one who did that. He never bought his own food or groceries either. My dad did that too for almost two decades that he lived with us. When my dad asked him to move out, he said nothing, and like before, he just called his mother. Now, I have no idea what was said, but she called my dad in a fury that evening, screaming her head off about how my dad has never really cared about her son's success and brought up the $12,000 incident from a few years earlier. She said something along the lines of basically stating that you want him to leave your house while your wife's sister is still living with you. This is how little you care about your brother and his family, while also stating that her son doesn't need any kind of charity from my dad. Now, the wife's sister that she referred to was a young niece of my mom's who had lost her parents in militant actions in one of our cities, and she was barely 15 at the time. After that call, he packed his things and was gone in a few weeks. This was in 2016, and I haven't seen or heard from them since then. They view my dad as a bad person for not giving him the amount of money he wanted and for asking him, a 30-year-old man with a thriving business, mind you, to move out of their house. And while this is nothing in the grand scheme of things, the entitlement of my extended family truly is baffling. Wow, that really is awful. Like, first off, it's not unreasonable to ask a 30-year-old man to move out. Like, seriously, it's time to go. You've got a successful business 
business. You can absolutely stand on your own two feet. It's time to get up and get your own place and move on with your life. Because in reality, he was just mooching off of this guy's kindness. And also Chris's mother by the name of Rita, she was being absolutely ridiculous. Like seriously, how entitled do you have to be to sit there and be like $12,000 isn't good enough? Like, come on, that's just really annoying. The fact that you're getting this money in the first place is a huge blessing in your life. And you could at least be grateful for once. Like, what are you doing? And I also find it super ironic that Rita was trying to claim that this guy's dad didn't care about Chris at all in the slightest. When in reality, Chris was plucked out of an awful home environment by this guy's dad in the first place. He shoulders the financial burden of his entire family and Rita's going to try and sit there and be like, you don't care about him. Like seriously, Rita just doesn't care about Chris. So either way, it's pretty clear that your dad is a really good person. He stepped up and gave his family different chances to succeed. And that, in my opinion, is the mark of a good man and a good father. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for telling my parents that if they want to charge me rent, they need to no longer treat me like a kid, but instead treat me like an adult. Here's what happened. So recently, I just had my 18th birthday yesterday. It was nothing big. I just went on a shopping spree with my own money, and when I came home, my mother and stepfather decided to sit me down and give me a whole lecture on how I'm an adult now and that I need to start paying rent because they were not going to house an adult for free, even though my stepdad's 23-year-old son lives here for free, but that's clearly besides the point. They told me that I would start paying $650 every first day of the month starting July 1st. I tried to bring up how my stepbrother doesn't even pay anything and it was unfair to spring this on me when I just turned 18, but they responded that I must have the money since I went shopping today. Now, let me tell you, I pay for everything I have. My phone, my car, which isn't under any of their names, my clothing, even the food I eat, because they claim I eat too much of their food, even though I don't. So I agreed that I would, but if I'm gonna do that, since I pay for everything I own, they no longer could treat me like a kid. Instead of them looking at me like I'm their kid or stepkid, I would like to be looked at as a tenant, meaning that they could no longer give me curfews, and I would be disabling my Life360 app, and they could no longer just barge into my room because I pay for it, and they could no longer demand anything from me besides rent on the first of every month. I also told them that if they couldn't follow my rules since I'm paying rent, then I will go rent a room somewhere else. This started an argument, and they started yelling about how I'm disrespectful, and that this was their house, and they didn't have to follow any rules of mine. So I just left. Now, I've been getting calls from my family, calling me ungrateful, and that my mother could kick me out right now. What should I do? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Honestly, I don't think what you're asking is that much of a big deal. Like seriously, you're renting a room by yourself. You're obviously paying for everything yourself as well. So the least your family could do is leave you alone and let you live your life. I don't think that's completely out of the ordinary. And I also think this is completely reasonable to ask of them. And the fact that there's a 23 year old stepson who isn't paying for anything while you have to pay for everything on your own on top of the 650 a month. That, in my opinion, is completely unfair. You have every right to bring that up and be be like, wait a second, what about him? Like they are very clearly playing favorites and that's not fair for you in the slightest. So you making the request of saying, hey, I'm going to be an adult now. You can't tell me what to do. You can't set up curfews. You're not going to barge into my room because I'm paying for it. Like this is not going to happen any longer. So good for you for standing up for yourself. Your family's being ridiculous and honestly, they needed to be called out because getting treated like this is absolutely unfair and you deserve so much more out of your living situation than having two grown adults treating you this way. My boyfriend has become incredibly awful towards me, refusing to give me money and has an awful temper. And at this point, I'm seriously considering breaking up with him and moving back home to be with my parents. Here's what happened. So for a bit of backstory, I met my boyfriend back in 2017 and this was when I was 21 years old and he was 26. Both of us are originally from Eastern Europe, but not from the same country. We met in the United Kingdom and it was love at first sight. After only two months, we moved in together and after one and a half years, he decided he wants to move back to his country and so I agreed. He's the youngest child of his elderly parents and wanted to be near them. That meant that I had to leave my parents who both lived in the UK and so we moved into his country. This was in the countryside in a small village with a population of maybe 100 people. Now I'm originally from a big city and so it was a bit of a culture shock for me personally but I can't deny that I love the simplicity and the nature and all of the animals that come with it. But fixing my documents in order for me to work here here is expensive. And as a result, I've spent the last five years staying home, not working at all. He works in construction and gets a minimum wage daily. So the first two and a half years of our relationship were good. Still the new relationship high and hoping to make it through. He drinks and has been drinking since I met him. It's just beer, nothing more, but still in big amounts. I used to drink a bit as well when we first met, but after a few months, I stopped as I thought at least one of us should be awake and aware. In the last couple of years, his his drinking has become extreme. I'm talking about 12 to 15 liters of beer every single day. We are both also smokers, and while I smoke one packet a day, he smokes upwards of three to four every single day. Although he works every day, we never have enough money, because in his words, he wants to live his life. We never do anything as a couple, we never go anywhere, and all that because he prefers to drink and smoke all day and then save some money. I have begged him a million times to let me manage the money, or at least give me 
me some money every few weeks just so I can try and put it away. But he always says to me, this is my money. I worked for it and you can't tell me what to do with it. Now, I'm no saint. I have my flaws as every person does. I hate doing housework, always have, and so I always leave it at the last minute. Before we moved to his country, I was working full time since I was 17 and I honestly prefer being at work than doing housework. I will go with him some days at work and I will help him out because I prefer that to cleaning. He's never been physical or anything like that, but he does have a bad temper. The last few months, he gets angry with every little thing that doesn't go his way and belittles and swears at me constantly. We barely do anything together anymore and we're more like roommates than a couple and this is honestly eating away at me. I'm now seriously considering leaving and going back to the United Kingdom to my parents. My only problem is that I know I'll have to start again from zero and with no money to boot and I don't want to rely on my parents on everything as they have their own problems as well. And besides that, I've been with this person for more than six years. I love him. I'm so confused and I really don't know what to do. I can't speak to anyone else as I have no friends and my family will tell me to break up with him and just go back to them while his family will tell me to stay. What should I do? If I'm going to be brutally honest here, it sounds like your boyfriend is an awful person. Not only has he made it basically so you can't work in the area you live in, but he's also done nothing to help you get started in getting to work. You've spent the last five years staying at home. I mean, after year two, I would have been losing my mind. I personally need to work. I'm like the original poster. I need something to do so that I feel productive in society. And not having that honestly would wear on my relationship with just about anybody, especially if I had a significant other who was not treating me right. This guy is really nasty to you. He clearly has a drinking problem and his temper absolutely needs to be put under control. So you know what? I don't blame you for wanting to break up with him. If I was in your shoes, I would have already broken up with him. There's no way I would stay in that kind of environment. Five years. Think about that for a second. They've spent five years not being able to work. That is unacceptable. That's not okay. I mean, back in the United Kingdom, you were working full time. You had your own money and you didn't need to face the embarrassment of asking someone else for money because I'm right there with you. I don't like asking for money either. It's really embarrassing and it's not my favorite thing to do. So seriously, if you are considering breaking up with him, I don't think that's a bad idea. He doesn't sound like a winner and this really does seem like the sunken cost fallacy. You put all this work in and you don't want to give it up because of all the time you spent on it. But in reality, I wonder what it would be like if you did break up with him. Because based on the way you're talking right now, it kind of seems like you're stuck in a loop. And I don't think there's anything that's going to change anytime soon unless you make it happen. Am I the jerk for not wanting people at our pool unannounced and for not being willing to host a party I never signed up for? Here's what happened. So my fiance and I own a house with a pool in the backyard. His brother Jacob, that's not his real name, had asked the day before if him and his family, a wife and three kids, could come over on Sunday to swim after one of the kids' sports games, which was at a park close by us. Now, my fiance and I own a business together that requires us to work from home on Sundays. Everyone that we know is aware of this, including his brother. I voiced my opinion that I felt it was weird for people to be at our house while we were working in the basement, but my fiance assured that it would just be chill. He said it's normal for family to use people's pools even if they weren't home. So we let them come, thinking that they would swim for maybe an hour and then leave. But it wasn't just them. My fiance's parents also came and we figured they would. But the kicker is that Jacob also invited two of his friends, plus their partners and their kids as well. We do not know these people, but both my fiance and I were not aware of this beforehand. So now it's a full-on party in our backyard while we are working away in the basement. I became very annoyed that they not only invited them 
themselves over, but also some of their friends as well. It made me feel guilty that I couldn't be in my own backyard to host people because I was working. It also felt like they were just using the house and didn't really care about seeing us, the homeowners. Not to mention the house was a complete mess. We had a busy Friday and Saturday, and I didn't bother cleaning much before because I figured it would just be Jacob's family. Everyone was here from 1 o'clock p.m. until 7 o'clock p.m. We finished work around 3 p.m., at which time my fiancé put on his swim trunks to join them outside. I got in a pretty bitter mood from it all, and I decided to stay inside. I didn't say hello to anyone because I figured that they weren't even here to see me. They were just here for my pool. I did some laundry and some cleaning up, and I did end up seeing a few people who were coming inside to use the washrooms. I said hi, and I tried to make some small talk, but I really wasn't happy. My fiancé came in and said that I was creating an awkward and unwelcoming atmosphere by not being outside with everyone else. I told him I never planned to have a party today, so I was just carrying on doing what I originally had planned, which was laundry and cleaning. My fiancé keeps saying that I was rude for not joining them outside after work. He also says things like, the pool is meant to be used, and that it's now family time. And honestly, I am so frustrated, and I seriously don't know what to do. Honestly, it kind of sounds like your fiancé might be the problem here. Like, don't get me wrong, the brother is absolutely at fault as well, and should not have invited all these other people over while you two were working. Like, that is completely inappropriate. If I'm saying, hey, I'm going to come over and use your pool, it's only going to be me and the people you expect. I'm not going to then be like, oh yeah, I'm going to invite two other families with me to enjoy the pool as well. Like, no, that doesn't fly, that is not allowed. So that behavior is completely inappropriate. But also, your fiancé is not willing to see where you're coming from. You obviously don't want these people here for, what, six hours? Like, you did not plan on having people here for six hours. And you're obviously not directly related to them, so telling them to get lost really does fall on your fiancé's shoulders. He really should be the one to tell his family, hey, you've been here long enough, I think it's time we pack it up and get going. And I completely understand where the original poster is coming from. If I'm going to be hosting a party, I can know what to expect. I can say to myself, okay, from 1 o'clock until 7 o'clock, I'm going to have all these people here to enjoy the time at our pool. But when it's just sprung on you all of a sudden, and your house is a mess, and you're not set up to feed or take care of anybody that's here, that is incredibly unfair overall. And it honestly makes you feel very put out and kind of like on the spot. Like you can't feel like a good host if you don't know it's going to happen. So in that regard, I think your fiance is being really short-sighted. And of course this guy would be okay with these people coming over. It's his direct family. He might not realize that this is putting you out in a serious way. So honestly, this is not your fault. They literally came over with no consideration of giving advance notice for extra people. And your fiance is clearly not being helpful in the slightest. So I think moving forward, it probably would be a good idea to have very clear boundaries of what is and isn't allowed. Because based on the way they've acted today, it is very clear that they're just going to take advantage of your pool. And unless you say something and come to some kind of agreement, then that is only going to continue to happen. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.